text, no reply. That's when I knew, I knew, I knew. And we back, Shark Tank Dynasty Pod, with a third member. Yeah, we're here with the champ, the former champ, and the future champ. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. Ain't doing me like that. Come on now. Why don't you introduce yourself, Brian? Introduce myself. I am the Bry guy, as they call me, or the Gas Man. I mean, Gas Man. Up to your discretion. Up to your discretion. This right. is this is the man that cleared out the room on the draft. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough day. That was a rough day. <laughs> Had to hit the drop one time for Bry. You know, a little welcome message for him. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't clear out the pod. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yes, not. We're going to have to pause it and uh, come back. Hey, man. I feel it. But today we have, you guys are in the Scott Fish Bowl, the 1,200-person fantasy football tournament. That's right. How are you feeling about the fully loaded squad? Man, I'm, I'm loving my squad. I, I think, uh, you know, the Shark Tank guys are going to hold it down for the, uh, for the, for the fellas in the Scott Man. Fish Bowl. What, what round are mixing? McCaffrey and Mixon. First yeah, two picks. First wow. two picks. I loved how that fell to me, man. So super excited about the Scott Fish bow. And uh the Rhinos, man, he's just he's rolling right now. The guy is just the board is falling to him perfectly. So yeah. I think both of us are gonna do really well. Yeah, it seemed like he had a nice draft, but you're about to be on the clock. I would like to know what round you're in, what you have on your team, and who's available. All right, yeah, we can get into that for sure. So first of all, fully loaded SFB9 roster. We are eight, oh, nine rounds in. And in this league, you can start one quarterback and a super flex, which means you can start two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receiver, tight end, which is a premium, and then you also have three flexes. And uh, you could get real creative with that. I've seen people go... Four tight ends straight. You know, there's been a few teams that are really trying to take advantage of that tight end premium going Ertz, Kittle, Howard, and Ingram, something like that, you know, or Hunter Henry. So I've, I've been seeing some of those strategies, but I kept it pretty pretty vanilla. You know, I'm going to go with the guys that I know do well, some guys that I think are going to break out and do even better than they did previous year with better opportunity. And, uh, yeah, loving the squad. So who do you have on your team? Yeah, so in the first round, 102, I took Christian McCaffrey, and 211, Joe Mixon, and then at 302, I took Aaron Jones. I'm sure these uh, names sound familiar because they're on my, <laughs> sh- my Shark Tank team. And then at 411, I took Brandon Cooks, and then at 52, I took my first quarterback and Drew Brees. They were flying off the board. Got to start two. Sixth round, James White. Someone who finished as running back 11 last year in this league. And, um, yeah, at 6'11", that was good value. Seventh round, Mike Williams. Wow. Got my boy Big Mike at 7'02", someone who I think is coming into a great opportunity. And uh, at 8'11", I held out on a tight end, and I was able to get someone who I think is very slept on in David Njoku. He the was Joker. The Joker came Man. out with Ingram and Howard, and those guys are getting drafted, what, three rounds ahead of David Njoku? So I, I love the value I got there. And then um, 9-2, 
My second quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, falls to me. Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Man, I'm excited for Loving Jimmy Loving the upside G. there. Yeah, heck yeah. Great value picks. Yeah, right Feeling. on, right, guys? Super late, too. You know what I mean? So, Jimmy G fell all the way to me in the ninth. I'm not sure that would have happened had they known I went Niner fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're about to be on the clock right now? That's correct. So, I'm going to be on the clock next. Ooh, who's Tyler looking at right now? Yeah, so let's see here. Um, as far as who is on the clock, we got William Grant from the football guys. And he has been on the clock for over two hours already, taking his sweet time. <laughs> and uh, let's see, some of their most recent picks. DK Metcalf, Shady McCoy, Kiki Cutie. Wait, what? DK in the ninth? No, this is the 10th round now. Wow. Ten? So DK Slim at 10-7. And what's interesting is Miles Sanders fell all the way to ten six. Wow. Oh wow! That's I was I was shocked by that. Um, but yeah, earlier in this tenth round, we got some of the tight ends: Mark Andrews, Noah Fant off the board, Golden Tate. Um, I'm looking at my team right now, fellas. I think I can use a wide receiver. Oh, three. for sure. I do not have my starting wide receiver, and then I don't have a flex position filled, which could be pretty much any position but quarterback. So. Um, I think I'm going to pick a receiver, or I might go with a backup quarterback, because in a super flex league, you're going to want the guy to fill in on bye weeks, and in case someone gets hurt, don't want to have a flat tire. So, uh, yeah, as far as my options, we got Marvin Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, James Washington, who I'm looking at for the receivers. Mm. Quarterbacks, I'm looking at Stafford, Mariota, and uh, Manning. The other guys have the same bye weeks. Don't sound too excited there. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be looking at those quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, from what's available, you have Andy Dalton, you have uh, Joe Flacco, Fitzpatrick, Darnold. Darnold has the same bye weeks as uh, one of my quarterbacks, so I want to make sure those are covered. Rather go with someone like Stafford, wow, who I yeah. looked up his schedule. Um, I'll have one of my quarterbacks out week four. And he plays Kansas City. So shootout. Yes. Hopefully. Exactly. So that my thoughts there are I like Stafford for that week and I think he's gonna bounce back. You know, he had a shitty year last year, but he was uh he's always been really good and he was really injured. Played with like a broken back. So Yeah, I heard that news. <laughs> yeah. He said a broken back all year. Yeah, that's crazy. And he still played even though he knew he was playing like shit and uh you know, I just like someone like that on my team. So we'll see what happens, who falls to me. I'm next on the clock. That's SFB nine. Um yeah. So what else we got on the show? Marvin Jones would be a bag pick right there for the receivers available. That's probably crushing it sounds like uh most of the receivers on the board left. Yeah, I'm with you. Me yeah. and Brian, I think, will agree. I talked to him outside of the show, and we were both thinking Marvin Jones would be a, a solid wide receiver three. Yeah, especially in this round, uh, it's kind of slim picking. So yeah, <laughs> he's definitely um, he could you know he could get a hundred or a thousand yards this year. Yeah, I hope so. He's <laughs> in the he's tenth round. That's a great value. He's got that upside. He, he makes those big plays. You know, and Matt Stafford's got that big arm. Yep. But uh, last five transactions in the tank. Yeah, so there, there hasn't been any transactions this week, so we're just going to skip on past that. <laughs> you should have played a uh, Cricket's uh, soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Cricket, cricket. Chirp, chirp. Yeah, that's how it's been. I guess holiday week. You know, everyone's still recovering from 4th of July. So no transactions. But we did have someone post their trade block on the chat. Was it today? That was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Who Who is your team in the tank? You change your name pretty frequently. What, what is the name? My name is Ramin Yabish. Ramin Yabish. Who's on the block for Ramin Yabish? And who did I put? Let's see. I put the I put my 2020 first round pick on the block. Ooh. I put Damian Williams. And I put Tyler Lockett. Oh. Um, these are actually not guys that I'm necessarily low on. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to just... See if I had any biters. <laughs> just see, you know, what I could get, get offered to me. And, man, I got some shitty offers. So. <laughs> I'm rescinding my players from the uh, trade block as of now. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'll just, I don't know. I don't do a whole lot of trades. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to see, um, you know, what I could get offered to me. But I'm really high on, on my guys, especially Damian Williams specifically. Uh, but, yeah, not I might be uh, the only person on that ledge right now. No, Damian Williams is like a second-round pick in most redraft formats right now. He's extremely popular. There's um, some news today about him. That's right, and we, we will right. definitely get into that shortly. But he uh, he is looking like the starter this year, and that could help someone get to the championship. You know, So Brian, he's, he's got some good stuff on the block here. He also has Tyler Lockett. He got the pop, pop, lock it for him. Eagle, make it go. Hey. Pop, lock it, drop it. Pop, lock and drop it. Hey, Tyler Lockett. Woo, he was popping last season. Man, Man damn near perfect quarterback rating when targeted. And uh, with Doug Baldwin in retirement, Man, he's he's got some opportunities. Yeah, he's definitely slept on too as of now. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't mind holding on to him, so I'm not gonna trade him unless I can get something you know decent, decent yeah. for him. His name's Tyler. I mean, he's yeah. a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler L at that. Tyler Low. <laughs> See what you did there. The funny thing about Tyler Lockett <laughs> is uh, he popped off of my team after that championship year. <laughs> I dropped him at the end of the season. Oh, you dropped Dynasty oh, Lesson One Hundred One. Man, hey man. Yeah, That's I, th- rough. I think we've all had you know stuff like that happen to us. I remember in my first Dynasty League, I dropped Alshon Jeffrey before he became Alshon Jeffrey, and mm. uh, yeah, that that hurts. I'll always think of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember trading you for um, Eric Ebron last year. <laughs> And, and I got uh, back Dante Moncrief. That's right. And I ended up dropping Ebron. And I think uh, B. Haynes swooped him for the cheap. <laughs> for the, for the oh, cheap. Free, free. You I dropped Ebron? How many touchdowns did he have? Double like digits. 11? Whatever, yeah, whatever he, he had, man. That shit screwed me. Yeah, they're saying Doyle might not be back till later. He's taking his time on recovery. I've heard he's like down 25 pounds, so he's looking slim. Yeesh. It's going to take a while. And uh, even though Eric Ebron got that groin surgery this offseason, he Doyle looks out like... there looking like Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But hey, uh, let, let's break into this news, man. Yeah. Since we're talking, we're basically talking about the news. Yeah, let, let's get right into. <laughs> Do we have it. a news drop yet? Uh, no, it should be like some news. type of breaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. 
Yeah, we just got the moves. We don't have the news. No, we got the moves. Yeah, the Jack the moves. moves. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Damian Williams. Go ahead, Cheese. Why don't you let him know what's what's going on with Damian Williams? Oh, Andy Reid came out there and he's talking about Damian Williams is locked and loaded for that. He wants him to be that starting running back. But yep. That's right. Full-time starter. He's, uh, at least that's what he's saying to the media as of today. Mid, uh, what is it, July? Yeah. So... Right. We'll see. Sound it could be coach <laughs> coach speak. He's thinking could be, but hey, man, that's that's what I would. That's what you want to hear if you own uh, Damian Williams as yeah. of today. Absolutely, it's great that news is what you want to hear. Um, next, we got Josh Jacobs finally signing his rookie deal, so he'll be there for training camp. He'll be there for hard knocks. Um, we'll skip out on the drama, and uh, yep. yeah, you know what? You know what's crazy? So a lot of people were really liking Jalen Richard after hearing that. Josh Jacobs is holding out because he's a rookie running back. Going to miss some time. I saw Josh, I mean, I saw Jalen Rashard tweet something today, kind of bothersome. And he said, he said that his kids will be unvaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) And Twitter came at him, bro. Like, I'm talking hundreds of mentions. And (laughs) everyone's like, adjust your rankings accordingly. And then everyone's just like, man, make sure he's homeschooled if that's the case. Like, don't don't let your kids out there with these early 1900 diseases. <laughs> but, yeah, so man. Josh Jacobs on the up and up. And then what else we got around the league? They said Jimmy G is good to go for training camp. Jimmy G, <sighs> that's great for the Niner fans. Jimmy Garoppolo said he's finally ready. And, uh, man, let's see let's see this this hyped-up quarterback that we cashed out. Yeah. Excited to see what we can do with the healthy Jimmy G. Snap into a slim gym. <laughs> <laughs> Next, new Tyreek Hill audio denying all allegations. I actually just listened to this before you guys got here. And, uh, yeah, he was adamant during that whole conversation. Like, I, I didn't touch you. I don't touch him. I didn't do anything wrong. And uh, it's just interesting to see like how long it took for this audio to come back out. Like we mm. we, we heard the snippet months ago, and now you know he this whole conversation uh, leaks. So Tyree Kill, uh, man, it's been a process for him. But whew, I don't know if I feel the same way about him getting suspended anymore. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. Yeah, only only time could tell. We'll see uh, how the NFL responds to the news and uh, their investigation that they have against this. Yeah, for sure. Any any words on Tyreek Cheese? Man, <laughs> who knows? It's, it's kind of, it's kind of just like he said he didn't do it. They have the audio. There's no video. So I mean, most likely, I still think he'll get suspended. Because of the, the he had an actual case, but since the case was dismissed, maybe it won't be substantially long. But kind of just gotta wait and wait and find out, man. We will see. I'm hmm. man. I'm I'm sure everyone's just hoping this gets solved before these fantasy drafts begin in August. You know, most of them they're gonna oh, yeah. get going pretty soon here, and this is some huge draft swaying news. Yeah, we're about change. a month and a half out from uh, a lot of uh, redrafts. Yeah, I mean, and, uh... you and I have a huge uh, dynasty draft in less than a month. A three, another three hundred dollar league, and that's a that's a you know game changing decision there. Man, change the whole landscape of the draft. What other news we got, right? Right. What else we got for the news? 
Um, Gronk catches passes from Tom Brady in private workout. Okay. Gronk smash. Oh, man. Cheese is ecstatic (laughs) right now. (laughs) Coming back. (laughs) Gronk smash, yeah. So Gronk catching uh, Tom Brady passes in a private workout. And, you know, I saw Gronk at the ESPYs taking a picture today. Looks like he might have got a few shots of the roids already. He might be on his way back. (laughs) But... Next, we have another fully cheese player. <laughs> we got real Cali cheese, Cam Newton. Good to go for training camp. How does that make you feel? I mean, I expected him to come back with this shoulder surgery. Larry said he was going to be good. He was throwing balls a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I expected to come back and have a career season just like last time he came back from a sol- shoulder surgery. So we'll see. Huh. What we got next, man? Hey, next we're gonna we're gonna get into our segment. We're going into our talent versus opportunity. Yeah, today on the show we'll be talking about the most talented players with no opportunity to play versus the least talented players with the most opportunity to play. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the philosophy about this and how it comes into fantasy football. What, what do you prefer, Brian? Do you like players with more talent that might surpass the players ahead of them? Or would you like more opportunity from a mid-tier player, but you know he's going to get that work? Ooh, okay, that's very tough. Um, I think you can't really play it totally 100% one way or the other. Um you know, kind of, you kind of have to find the balance in between. Um, you definitely want a player that has an opportunity to see the field. You don't want to just draft a running back because you think, you know, he's a, oh, he's a good player, but you know, he's if he's behind a like a superstar running back on the death chart, um, that might not be ideal um, in, or at least in dynasty leagues. Um, in redraft, you definitely want to go with the player that is um, has the most opportunity, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah. Um, Definitely, like f- for example, I have Sammy Watkins as my player who I think has a great opportunity. Um, with especially if Tyreek misses any time, I think he's very talented. Um, however, I think um, I've I've seen him go super high in a lot of leagues. I've seen him go like in the late third round. I just personally, I don't think he's that. You know, I don't think he's gonna ball um, to that extent. Yeah, so let's get let's dive into this. So we're going to start it off with who has the talent that is not getting the opportunity they deserve. And first off, we got Cheese. Who who are you picking? Oh yeah, you know I'm picking the most talented player out of the NFL draft in my opinion this year in the running back position, which we me and Tyler both had on our pre-draft rankings. Number one RB, Daryl Henderson. Hendo. Hendo Tremendo of of your favorite team, Brian, the Rams. (laughs) You know, how'd you feel when they drafted him? I feel great. Oh, I know a lot of Rams fans on Twitter, at least. uh, They didn't like the pick, Uh, especially after we, um, you know, we paid Gurley so much money. But I love Henderson. He was my number one running back uh, pre-draft. So I love the pick. We picked him at 70. We traded up for him. We did a lot of trading down. Uh, kind of maneuvering around the the draft board, but I love the pick personally. I think it's great. I think it's great to have two really good running backs. Yeah, I I I, I hoped he went somewhere else because he, I felt like he was so talented. 
from the film that I watched on him coming into the NFL. He's 5'8", 208 pounds, so he's not the biggest back. But he did rush for almost 2,000 yards at Memphis in the 2018 season. Um, not so much receiving. I thought he would come into possibly a receiving role. Maybe he can catch the ball, but he didn't do too much receiving work at Memphis with only 22 uh, or with 19 receptions for almost 300 yards at Memphis in the 2018 season. The NFL.com gave him a prospect grade of 5.75, which is in the department of not necessarily a guaranteed should become an instant starter, but chance to become an NFL starter. Um, he's super explosive coming in, and I thought he was super talented. But coming into the Rams, when you have Todd Gurley, the number one running back in the NFL for the last couple seasons, you're just not going to get too much work. I mean, when C.J. Anderson came in last year for the Rams, he he got work, but Gurley was off the field. Um, when C.J. came in, he got a for just being the the bulldozing back that he was, not any type of receiving type of work. He came in with a 75% snap share in um, in week 15 when Gurley was off the field and a 65% snap share in week 16 when Gurley was off the field. And I feel like this timeshare that Daryl Henderson might come into could possibly be uh, like a 15 to 20% snap share in the offense if he were to get that receiving role, but I'm not sure if he will get that receiving role uh, until I see something from him in the preseason. Um, no one knows how much Gurley is going to get work, but considering the stats from last year and the previous years, Gurley is the number one running back, and until I see otherwise, I don't see Henderson getting on the field. I mean, how do you guys feel about Daryl Henderson coming to the Rams? I like all you guys loved him coming in, but when how long before he starts getting possibly do you think he's gonna be the receiving back or not? First of all, do you think do you think he's gonna be the receiving back role or do you think he's gonna come into a different type of role on the Rams? Is Todd Gurley healthy? If Todd Gurley's healthy. Todd Gurley's the back if he's healthy. Period. That's to me. But I think that Todd Gurley is not healthy. And I think that he's going to see like a, like could be very close to a split. If Todd Gurley's healthy, what kind of role do you feel like Daryl Henderson will have? Insurance. That's how I feel. If Todd mm. Gurley's really healthy, if he's Todd Gurley that we all know, he's Henderson's insurance. But I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think Todd Gurley is as healthy as he was at the beginning of last season. Yeah, I think it's kind of up in the air uh, currently. Um, I mean, Todd Gurley, he did, he missed a lot of time in the Super Bowl, so that's very concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of concern around his uh, the arthritis in his knee. Um, but, yeah, so I guess we'll kind of see how it plays out. Um, I know a lot of people are excited to see Henderson in the preseason um, yeah. at training camp. Um, yeah, well, I guess, you know, only time can tell. Um, when the Rams actually traded up to draft Henderson, a video came out on Twitter um, of Rams head coach Sean McVay and Les Snead uh, the Rams GM, and they were excited to trade up. And they actually called him uh, th- their Alvin Kamara. So, Ooh, yeah, we'll okay. see. They, they really hyped him up. They were super excited to draft him. They had him 
They had a first round grade on them actually. Um, so awesome. yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and that that'll take us to our next player, who is also a rookie running back. And Brian, why don't you tell us who who has the talent, but not so much the opportunity? Yeah, I chose uh, Miles Sanders. I feel like he's um, I feel like he was a, capable of being a first round pick. Um, he looked really good on film. Um, he got a lot of uh, Lashawn McCoy comparisons. I don't think he's quite as good as Lashawn McCoy. Um, but I think he's definitely up there. He, you know, he was balling. He makes some really nice cuts uh, in college. Uh, the only thing I'm concerned about is the Eagles running backs. Um, I don't think he's going to be featured as a running back as of now, as the starting running back, as featured full-time. Um, I kind of just see him kind of just playing the hot hand or just kind of, you know, um, playing a couple different running backs here and there. We'll see how, how it turns out. Um, and just, I mean, as – the Eagles offense, period, I'm not really super excited about anyone other than Ertz. Um, I think, like, one of the um, receivers will, you know, end up rising to the top, um, whether that's, uh, you know, Alshon, Jeffrey, or whoever. Uh, you know, that's remained to be seen. But as of now, I'm kind of uh, pumping the brakes on Miles Sanders. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on, on him uh, later in the draft and redraft. I do love him in Dynasty. Uh, I will say that. But yeah, as of now, I think he's you know I think he's a great talent. But I just I would, wouldn't feel great about having him in redraft. Do you think he's gonna come in? And how long before you think Miles Sanders will establish himself in the offense and start getting a fantasy relevant work? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I mean I think he would have to just straight ball to you know be featured. Um, I think you might be f- frustrated starting him. Um, early i think he'll have a great game and then maybe he won't see a lot of work the following week um i mean it's remaining remain to be seen it's still very early uh you know we're not you know we're about a month out from preseason um yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes man all right and for my player that i think has a ton of talent and not so much the opportunity i went with Mohamed sanu and this has been the case for his whole career um, Mr. Consistent, coming into his eighth NFL season. Started with the Bengals. Now he's with the Falcons. Always been overshadowed by the A.J. Green, Julio Jones, you know, super stud wide receiver. And he's wide re- wide receiver three coming into this year and competing for targets with the likes of Austin Hooper, Calvin Ridley, and Devontae Freeman, Ito Smith. I mean, the whole offense gets peppered in targets, so... He's also competing with uh, Matt Ryan for touchdown passes. That You already know I was going to get into that. Yes, sir. That's exactly one of the reasons Definitely. why I wanted to choose Sanu is because you could get really creative with the guy that was an all-state high school quarterback and plays wide receiver now. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about him a little bit deeper now. So uh, the past three seasons with the Falcons, he's been getting better and better each of his last three seasons. So that's something I like to see in a guy that knows his role, he's comfortable in his role, and he's just getting better at his role. Last season, 66 catches for 838 yards and four touchdowns receiving. I mean, that that's solid for your wide receiver three on, on your NFL team. You know what I mean? To have a Sanu go for 838 yards just preaches to the high-powered Falcons offense. And I think he comes into a bigger role if something were to ever happen to, uh, you know, Hooper or Calvin Ridley or even Julio Jones. You never want to see that. But 
this is someone that can use an opportunity to really take another step forward. Just seeing what he's been able to do, receiving the ball in a wide receiver three fashion, it's incredible. Also, let's talk about those passing touchdowns. Last season, he actually passed for one. So five total touchdowns last season. Um, he also added seven rushing attempts for 44 yards. So he's a jack of all trades. The guy could do it all. Um, for his all-time numbers, this just preaches to how good he is as a quarterback, like Sean was saying. All-time numbers for Sanu. He is 7 of 8 for 233 yards and four touchdowns. That, those are his passing numbers in his NFL career. And uh, he's good for 158.3 quarterback rating. He's been perfect. <laughs> wow. And that, that is impressive, man. Just the limited opportunity he gets, he always shines. And I would love to see him with more opportunity. Who do you think is a better quarterback? Mohamed Sanu, Julian Edelman, or oh. Tyson Hill? That, oh, my <laughs> God. Honestly, I think I've taken Sanu. <laughs> I actually saw a, a video of him throwing the ball uh, the other day. And, man, that, that he could still launch it. Also, Odell Beckham Jr. today. Did you guys see that? No. What is it? He threw, uh, he, he was at practice just chilling with the boys, casual, and threw the football the whole length of the football field. Wow. The whole length, from end zone to end zone. What? Odell did Odell. this? <laughs> it was on recorded on Snapchat. Joe Hayden's sitting there watching it like, yo, did you just throw the whole field? <laughs> Bro, it just looked so easy to him, too, like. He he just came back smiling like, oh yep, you see it. <laughs> I'm better than Eli, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I can at least throw it further than Eli. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's all he thinks a quarterback needs to do. Just throw it to me. I'll be open. Just throw it up. <laughs> but yeah, so Sanu, I I love Sanu, and I wish he had more opportunities. Fun to watch. All right, let's let's talk about let's go into this next segment. We're gonna talk about these guys again. So much opportunity, but. Their talent is on the downward half of the league, you know. So, who are going with first? Oh, I, I start first, all right? All right, my guy that has plenty of opportunity this season, just moved to a new team, quarterback for the Denver, Denver Broncos, Pretty Flacco. Pretty Flacco, man. I, that man's locked up right now in Sweden. You know yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. ASAP Rocky locked up, free ASAP. Yeah, free ASAP, man. <laughs> Just wanted to get that in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you saw. It. He got a little, uh, like a little bullshit fight. The dude was like following him around, and then he finally like they like he the guys threw headphones like at ASAP security guard. So then there's a video of you see ASAP. He got into the fight. I don't know why he didn't just let the security fight him, but he got into the fight. He was, like, whooping him, and then after that, he got arrested oh, for fighting in Sweden. Oh, man. He should have let the security handle that. But what might happen this year, Joe Flacco might get arrested and get benched for a Drew Locke because he ate that good, bro. Man, I think that's a lock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, talking about the guy has too much opportunity, Joe Flacco, he's coming in to the Denver Broncos coming from Baltimore. The Denver Broncos were actually ninth last year in pass attempts per game out of 32 teams in the NFL. That's actually pretty high with um, right behind New England, the New England Patriots for pass attempts per game uh, last season. So 
in the last three games, they were actually one of the highest teams with 44 pass attempts per game, which actually puts them in third in pass attempts per game over the last three games of the season. So Joe Flacco is going to come in, and I mean, I thought they felt like a running team, but with this new coaching staff, and you have one of the greatest game managers in NFL history, Joe Flacco, he's going to come in, he's going to pass the ball a lot. And I'm liking the receivers they have on the Broncos a ton, but I don't think Joe Flacco has the talent to be able to put up the yards that everyone wants. And what what, what, are, you, what are you over there grinning about, man? <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, you know, you're you're you have a whole new love for these Denver wide receivers all of a sudden. Oh. All, all of a sudden, we got these these this love for these Denver wide receivers, and I think Cortland Sutton's going to lead that wide receiver corp. So, like the sound of that. That's all I'm grinning about. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Joe Flacco likes that deep ball, and Sutton looks like he might be the deep ball master out there. Hey. We have Deshaun and Manuel Sanders. If they start running a lot of three wide receiver sets like everyone else is doing the league, this could be a nasty offense next season. And, um... So let's let's talk about Joe Flacco for a second. Uh, in 2018 in Baltimore, um, he had a QBR of, I believe it was like 85, 85 last year. And through his career um, with mostly 80 ratings in the NFL, where you have Drew Locke coming in, um, not one of the one of the top quarterbacks this year drafted. But his QBR through college was 150 and above. And with that type of high power um, backup and Joe Flacco just being just, I feel like a, a, a game manager, just not the guy in the end of his career that Lamar Jackson started over last season. I feel like Drew Locke's going to come in and that opportunity that he thought he had after moving to the Broncos, it's just basically a little practice for Drew Locke to get some get some reps under his feet before he comes in and takes that starting role. How do yeah. you guys feel about the Broncos offense? Man, I, I do like the wide receivers, but I know pretty Flacco is not going to like hearing that he's going to get his job supplanted again by a rookie like he did last season. And uh, he don't like mentoring. He's, no. he's come out and said that, like, I'm not a mentor, I'm here to win. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he don't like the sound of that. I will say this. I do like um, Denver's wide receivers and running backs a lot more in Denver uh, than I do when he was with Baltimore. Um, okay. Joe Flacco, that is. Yep. For what that's worth, all hey. That's very true. He has an upgrade at the wide receiver position by moving to Denver, definitely. Because Crabtree and Sneed and John Brown were not (laughs) – the guys <laughs> no sir they are not that's why those guys are all gone <laughs> yeah. plus i feel like joe flacco there's not a whole lot expected from him uh he's kind of just you know like you said sean he's kind of just the game manager you just get the job done get some wins uh you know hopefully you know just you know be the the quarterback in place for the next few years and like, just don't fuck up. yeah basically <laughs> yeah but what i can say about flacco is over the games in uh, Baltimore, when he was on the field, most of them were over 200 yards passing. Uh, he did have two games in his nine starts, over 300 yards passing. And he was putting up 
one to two touchdown games, but he was mostly a game manager out there. So if they ask him to win football games on the Broncos, that's when we'll see if Joe Flacco will retain that position, if he still has the juice. Does he got the juice? Or is Drew Locke going to come take that job? Is Drew Locke a lock for that starting position? I think he's a lock. All right, Brian Huerta, why don't you tell us who you think has all the opportunity but not so much the talent? All right, as I stated earlier, my pick is Sammy Watkins. All right, don't get me wrong. I feel like Sammy is a pretty good wide receiver. Um, As I said earlier, I think he's just being drafted a little bit too early for my liking. Um, I feel like he... If he's anything, you know, if he's like your wide receiver too, I feel like you're not going to feel too great about him. He does have a wonderful opportunity to be the number one wide receiver in Kansas City. That is what I do like. What I don't like is last year he had barely over 500 yards. That's not great, considering Patrick Mahomes threw for 5,000 yards. Uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm no mathematician, but um, that's about a tenth of <laughs> Mahomes' passing yards. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just not something that that you you know you want from a player that you're drafting in the first four rounds. Uh, but I don't know. Only time could tell. We'll see how it goes. Um, he's missed a lot of games. Um, the last three years, he missed 15 games. It's really concerning. He's been having a lingering foot injury, uh, which you never want from you know a wide receiver. You know, making all these cuts and maneuvering around the field. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Uh, I think I think he'll have some good games out there, but I feel like once you like start him, then he's gonna, you know, he's not gonna do much. Uh, I think he'll kind of be a boomer bust candidate for uh, 2019, 2020. I definitely feel like Sammy Watkins' ADP is going to drastically fall with this new Tyree Kill situation. I mean, say Tyree Kill gets two to four games, you know, like Sammy Watkins will become almost what i don't know what pick he was last year but he'll be falling back basically to whatever that was probably like the eighth ninth round type type ish pick and with the lingering foot injuries you know my guy mccall hardman might come in there and steal <laughs> that number two position yeah sammy he has had his fair share of foot injuries and he may find himself into a huge opportunity if there is a suspension especially with Hardman being a rookie. Um, You know, they got Byron Pringle, who they're really excited about, but those guys are young. And Sammy Watkins, they paid him. You know, they they pried him from the Rams. The Rams had him. And now he's a chief at $16 million a year. So, you know, I'm with you, Brian. I think he has such a great opportunity, even just being the wide receiver, too, in that offense alone. And he needs to really capitalize on it before – you know, he finds himself out of a job. Oh, for sure. What I do like about Sammy, I will say, is the two games he played in the playoffs last year, he had four receptions for 114 yards against the New England Patriots, which is obviously fantastic. And he had six receptions for 62 yards against the Colts. So, um, I mean, if that counts for anything, you know, he's you know he's always going to be out there. He's going to get his targets. He had eight targets each of those two games, um, which is promising. However, at his current ADP, it's just a little bit, just a little too rich for me at this point. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, there's still a lot of time. Um, you know, as of now, they're saying the Tyreek Hill news, uh, you know, maybe he might not get suspended. Maybe he gets four games tops. You know, we're kind of 
seeing what's going on with that. Uh, I think we'll get some clarity on that very soon. Yeah, seeing that we're so close to August, I think his ADP will definitely fall once people see if Tyreek Hill gets suspended four games or less. Um, I definitely think his ADP will fall, but since we're already mid-July, I'm just curious to see how much further it can go on the websites like Fantasy Football Calculator, Fantasy Pros, Yahoo, ESPN. How quickly are they going to be able to catch up? Because a lot of people pull their rankings from that at the drafts that I participate in. So it'll be interesting to see where Sammy Watkins is once the the dust has cleared. Yes, so for me, Mr. Fully Loaded, I picked... A running back that has always, he seems like he's always had an opportunity to, you know, be the lone guy in the backfield, workhorse, and he's just, he's boring. Search. We haven't started and I'm already bored. Well, I'm excited. We're gonna... Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm already bored of this guy. And that's Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, Mr. Boring. Being... Lamar Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, man. <laughs> with, with this Houston offense, you would think he would be Lamar Thriller. <laughs> But instead, he's just, he's he's boring. He's Mr. Boring. And he's being drafted at the uh, 602 position, the second pick in the sixth round, which isn't bad for a starting running back, right? But, I mean, it's, it's the Houston Texans starting running back with an explosive offense, and you would just want so much more from, from someone like that. And uh, we want some explosiveness. Exactly. That's that's exactly what we're looking for. The explosive offense. We need an explosive running back to match. And uh, last season, you know, he's known as a guy that's on the ground a lot, running the ball, and he wasn't even able to rush for a thousand yards, being the starting running back all season. Bro, if they got Darrell Henderson. Right. That's exactly <laughs> Next year, you know, there's a good crop of running backs coming out, and I think that they will departure from Lamar Miller. But Mr. Boring, let's talk about him a little bit more. Last season, he rushed for under 1,000 yards and only caught for 163 yards. They don't even have a pass-catching running back. Yikes. So I just don't understand how your production could be that low when you're on the field that frequently. You're getting 200-plus carries a year. And you're getting 100 targets. Or not 100 targets, but he's getting like 50 targets. But Lamar Miller, he used to catch a lot more back in his day. The uh, previous year, he had a little over 300 yards receiving. And you can just tell that they're not thrilled with his production there. And they're starting to limit that. Now, Foreman recovering from an Achilles injury. So we'll we'll see what happens with Foreman. A lot of people are making a big deal of the offseason hype videos. But we've never seen anyone bounce back from that injury, especially a running back. And I just, I think that Miller is going to have the opportunity once again (laughs) to be the workhorse back. Alfred Blue is gone. He's in Jacksonville. And uh, yeah, it just My boy Blue. (laughs) You're my boy Blue. It just looks like that Lamar Miller is going to be a workhorse back that you can get in the sixth round. But he, he doesn't excite you. He's boring. I don't know if you can call him a workhorse. More like a work. Donkey, oh like, a, like a pony. Sheesh, that's, I'm sure that's how Damn. Houston looks at him about now too. They're yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Tyler. I feel like uh, you're never gonna feel you know great starting Lamar Miller, um, you know, in redraft or in any kind of league PPR standard, uh, etc. And I think uh, yeah, they're definitely gonna draft somebody next year for sure. <laughs> Especially with the uh, you know, there's a plethora of running backs coming out mm-hmm. next year that look. Pretty nice. 
That would go really well with uh, Deshaun Watson and um, Nuke and Hey, there's a the running gang. back coming out of gang, Clemson. Gang. That Ooh, looks really nice. That yeah. would be an awesome fit in the Houston Texans. And that is not to be named. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question real quick. So on, on the Texans, they have two, basically two herd of running backs, Devontae Foreman, Deontay Foreman, and Lamar Miller. If one of them goes down, do you think they bring in like Jay Ajayi or someone else? They could. Last season, they brought in a Demarius Thomas late once they were getting banged up with Kiki QT. And I just think that they'll always leave that door open. But like Brian said, like we've been saying uh, for Dynasty and long term, that's man, that is going to be a juicy spot for a running back to land. And Ooh, oh, for sure. Especially, I think the AFC South is actually a really competitive division now. Yeah. Um, I think if uh, the Texans are in the mix uh, to make the playoffs, I think they might sign somebody off the street or make a move. I'm not sure. I just, I don't, I don't feel like Tyler said. I don't feel fantastic about Lamar Miller. I don't think he, I don't think he reaches a thousand yards this year. I mean, what's I crazy? That's a hot is, take. Yeah, it's not. I mean, he didn't have it last season, so. I'm just looking at the opportunity in this type of offense and Lamar Miller or whoever is the starting running back. This should be they should be in the RB1 conversation. They're getting touchdown upside all the time. There's no one that catches the ball over there. Uh, they have one stud receiver and then the other ones are kind of, you know, they get injured. And other than that, man, like the the running back should be in there balling out, but instead we talk about Lamar Miller as a low-end RB2 because he's mediocre. Yeah, and uh, that that wraps up our talent versus opportunity segment. And uh, now, what we got next is we got our question, our mailbag. We still don't have a mailbag job. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> I don't even know what that one would be, what it would sound like. You got mail. Oh, perfect. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> that's what it should be. I love it. <laughs> you got mail. <laughs> All right, but we do have a few questions in, and um, we got... One from the entire league. Let's let's start it off with this one. I think everyone wants to know, once this shirt comes in, seeing that we have ordered this shirt, shout out to Joel for the donation for the shirt, $15, and Panda for $2, and then I put in $2 myself. That bought us our shirt. And uh, we need to figure out when and where Shark is going to wear this <laughs> shirt. Because it's on its way, and it's going to be here sometime next week. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? I, I think we talked about Polk on the chat, but, I mean, what what do you guys think? What, when would be a good time to do this? Uh, me, personally, I would say Dolores Park. I think it should be displayed <laughs> in the daytime on a beautiful, sunny summer day in San Francisco. But, hey, what do I know? I mean, if you guys want to go to, you know, Polk Street at night, I mean, we could do that. I'm down. I was trying to be a little bit nicer, you know, let everyone get faded. It's dark. It was like Shark is oh, gonna no be way. It's just gonna be an icebreaker for you. No, he finished last in his own league. No, he has to show that <laughs> shit. No, he has to show it in public in the daytime. I love Dolores Park because it gets litty out there on the weekends, and you can find us out there as that well. That is a great pick, uh, Dolores Park, <laughs> right there in the sunshine. Oh man, everyone's chiefing at the park. Hey, like who's this? That's Who's my this vote. guy with the pink shirt? I love that idea. We should definitely go with Dolores Park, but the question would be, would it be a Saturday? Would it be a Sunday? We have to make sure Ooh. Shark is available. 
Yeah, I was I was personally gonna say like maybe sometime during preseason we all catch some preseason games somewhere. He wears it there, but the park sounds like a great idea. I mean, awesome. someone could bring a laptop. We could stream the preseason <laughs> games at the park, and we're at the park, man, because the park is lit. Man, that that would for sure be my pick. It's just a matter of making sure that Shark is able to get some time off of work. Oh, man, does he work weekends? He does. Oh, he okay. does work Saturdays, right. so. We're going to have to catch him at a good time. and we'll Make it uh, work for you, Shark. Don't trip. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Dolores Park. <clears throat> Next, we shall dive into some more questions. We got one from Mr. Last Place Commissioner himself. The reason why I was laughing is because of the first question from our commissioner, and he wants to know, will the Rhyhorns and Drunk Marv ever become friends again? Ooh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He just wants to know, are they are they going to become friends or not? Whoa. I'll leave that to you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I pass on the question. <laughs> Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth on that. Um, I think, you know, we need to get everyone together again. Like one big happy family, you know, a little family reunion. Things could get sour from a distance. You know, you don't see your auntie in a while. She judges you on some type of picture you posted. You're like, fuck this auntie. Then you see her and it's all love. You know, it's Christmas. Yeah. It's a good time. We got IPAs. It'll be all right. good. Right. You know, yeah. you'll hug it out and probably Marv will try to make a trade with you again or something. But yeah, I think uh, we just need to get everyone together. And you know what, Shark? I think you wearing that shirt could be that exact Ooh. thing that puts you know puts the friends back in the air the great call tyler yeah i agree with maybe that. dolores park will bring <laughs> the rye horns and drunk can you play some drops play the <laughs> rye horns and drunk war back together all righty let's play the rye horn drop Rhino, everybody knows you got one tail four feet twelve toes mr rhino Look what grows. Two big horns on the tip of your nose. I was going to save that for his question because he has one right after, uh, but since Cheese wanted to play it prematurely, <laughs> now for Drunk Marv. I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Does that mean you're drunk? No. It means I was drunk yesterday. <laughs> and he's going to be drunk at the park when we're getting this shirt situation situated. Ooh, I think he just shows up drunk wherever wherever the function Dang. is. He's, he's pulling up, faded, faded, faded. Pre-gaming. Oh, yeah, on the way, in the Uber. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, so next question from the Tiburon. Last place. Oh, where's the last place drop? Oh, my God. Uh, we need a, we got to find one. No, he's got a last <laughs> place drop. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Right, this one might make you think a little bit. He wants to know which teams in the Shark Tank will find themselves in the bottom three. Ooh. So I think we've already talked about Cheese and I, Panda being the last place on our power ranking right now for this season. 
So he'll be there on the bottom. But who are the other teams that you think will join the Panda? Oh, that's that's an easy question. I think uh, what we were saying last time, what I was saying last time was this guy, uh, game over. <laughs> no way! Because <laughs> we got <laughs> game Game over? No way! Because we got Game Genie! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go oh with Game Genie and International Haynes. Ooh! Oh, man. Ooh, so we think Mr. International. International Haynes with DK Buscalf, man. Oh, it's not looking too good at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to have to second you on that one after looking at the Haynes squad. We got Dak Prescott, who's he's solid, but, you know, he's I don't think he's going to give you QB1 upside, but he should be, you know, perennial top 10 quarterback. DK Metcalf, rookie well, We got year. DK drop. <laughs> <laughs> Run it. Yeah, I just I wouldn't want to count on a rookie wide receiver. Marvin Jones Jr. coming off an injury. He's alright. Chris Godwin, very hyped right now. We'll see what happens, but he's no wide receiver one. Damian Harris currently projected zero points. Ooh. And yeah, I would not want him starting. Um, but he has Nick Chubb. And Eric Ebron. That's promising. That's, that's not going to carry you. That's the that's bright side, either. and it's not going to carry you. So we've got Panda, B. Haynes, and Ooh. Cheese thinks Zini is going to round out that bottom three. What about you, Bri? Do you think that's going to be Zenador there on the bottom? Ooh, definitely Panda. I just looked at his wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> he currently has Marquise Lee, uh, Miller, uh, the Bears receiver, and Valdez Scantling. Uh, I don't feel great about those guys. And other than Barkley, he has Spencer Ware starting currently. Uh, So definitely, I'll definitely have to say the Panda, especially after blowing up his team after uh, building it this offseason. Yeah, he's Um, (laughs) rebuilding just like Saquon's team. Yeah. uh, Ooh, yeah, it's it's pretty rough out there for the Panda. Um, But yeah, definitely B. Haynes. B. Haynes is my guy, but man, uh, he currently has a backup running back starting in his lineup. As along with DK, which, you know, I'm not super high on. And, uh, you know, as a Cowboys fan, of course, you know, he got the Prescott. He got the Gallup, who uh, he acquired from me via trade. Um, ooh, yeah, his bench is looking a little rough. I don't know, man. Um, that third spot, that's that's a toughie. That's a toss-up. Yeah. That's, a t- that's, a, that's a toss-up. I'll throw another one in there for you. Maybe NyQuil. Ooh, Nyquil has a really good quarterback, but other than that, his team is full of mediocrity. I'm talking Corey Davis, mediocre. Man. Calvin Ridley has upside, but he's a wide receiver, two on his own team. Allen Robinson, mediocre. Lamar Miller, Mr. Boring. Jordan Howard. He's got like the whole sixth, seventh, eighth round on his team. I mean, Kyle Rudolph. (laughs) These guys are all mediocre. Devin Funches in the flex, and I think it's by design. I think he is on the Panda hype, and they're going to be targeting an early round 
pick next season. Man, yeah, that's rough. I will say, you know, I was I was super quick to say El Guru. <laughs> oh. However, Guru. Let me. You gotta love that guru drop, man. That guru drop <laughs> brings joy to my heart. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, El Guru, you know, he, you know, he did a decent job of building his team from what he had, which was nothing. Uh, he has no picks, as far as I know, for the next few years, uh, at least first round picks. But um, you know, he, he acquired AJ Green, Drew Brees, Freeman. Uh, he still has old man Olsen in his lineup. Oof. Yeah, it'll be. It'll I mean, be... It, it won't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him making the playoffs, but I, I don't see him being a bottom two team at the least. He might be the bottom. He's gonna the bottom be three, competing but... <laughs> with the Zenador. <laughs> definitely be in the bottom Nyquil. five. Well, I'm, but I'll give Guru his props. He, hey, he's making it work after blowing up his team after the uh, the initial well, draft. That might be the bottom five then, right there. It oh, might be for sure. Haynes and <laughs> Panda. They're one and two trash the, the <laughs> consolation then, teams and then we got the garbage man can. we got zini and we got nyquil and we got who guru guru yeah that's that'd it. be the bottom five that could be it right there the consolation bracket so look at that but we gave you not only the bottom three but the pod gave you bottom five more than you asked <laughs> now next we have none other than Rhino, Rhino, you got one tail, four feet, twelve toes, Mr. Rhino, look what grows, two big horns on the tip of your nose. This better not be about David Montgomery. No, oh, this man. one is not, it's, it's his new, um, his new obsession, which is the Scott Fishbowl, nine, Ryan lives for this league right now, so... He wants to know, are quarterbacks overrated in this format? I know you guys probably, it's hard to have an opinion. You probably haven't done enough research to see that. But um, I'll say I think the top quarterbacks are absolutely overrated in this format. The uh, Andrew Lux, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson's going in the third, second, first round. Patrick Mahomes. Um, I stayed away from all of them. Me and you got the same quarterbacks, so... I think uh, we're going to be good, man. We got some great value in our quarterback. So this format, six-point passing touchdowns, negative four for interceptions, which is higher than normal. Um, one regular scoring for passing yards, one point for 25 yards, and uh, negative two for uh, interception TD. So negative six for mm-hmm. a pick, pick six, six um, which is, I feel like, standard. Um, what they do have is the five point scoring for 50 yards rushing, five point bonus for 50 yards rushing, which I believe gives the rushing quarterbacks a significant edge in this format. So, are the quarterbacks overrated? The pocket passers, I feel like, are massively overrated, but the rushing quarterbacks are massively underrated if they're getting 50 yards a game because that's an extra Ooh. five points which is like throwing an extra touchdown well if you look at the scoring there also is a five point milestone for every 300 yards passing 
So uh, I don't think Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen mm-hmm. are going to go over 300, but someone like Drew Brees consistently goes over that number. So for me, I think it all balances out, and people really overthink the rushing quarterback thing. I'm sorry, is this a two-quarterback league? Or? It's a super flex. Super flex, But okay. you, you should definitely be starting two quarterbacks sure, in this league, sure. right? You'd, you'd be at a disadvantage if All you super flexes, you should have two quarterbacks. Because quarterbacks have the most touchdowns, usually per game, than any other player, mm-hmm. which makes you want to have more quarterbacks in your starting lineup. The one thing that usually kind of balances the power with the quarterbacks in a super flex league is touchdowns are four points, but in this league it's six. Mm. So any any time quarterbacks score six points, and you can start two, yeah, you need to be starting two. Man. Yeah, I did not know there's that five points for three hundred yards passing. Yeah, but I would feel like quarterbacks are still the most valuable position in this league. And getting two good good quarterbacks is highly advantageable playing against 1,200 people. Advantageable. You, I love it. If you get the I top, like it. top quarterbacks. Quarterback. All Ooh. right. And then we got one more question. Question That time. just came in hot. Ooh. Coming from our good buddy, buddy, El Guru. El Guru. Where's the Guru drop? All right, yeah, so Guru's got a few of them here. He wants to know a different things about um fantasy football he wants to know you could look at his crystal ball is the crystal ball is a little busted a little so cloudy gotta turn to the pod sometimes no guru we appreciate you reaching out with these questions the more the merrier these questions help make the show more more fun with uh, more participation so guru he wants to know what do you guys think about tanking in dynasty and when is it too soon so I think Panda is like a great example. Someone that was in the championship this past season got cashed out $1,200 to be in that championship but lost by over 100 points. So he felt like next time he wants to be in that championship, maybe he wants to be in a better position. And it seems like he's trying to do that by design, by getting one of those top picks and tanking next year. Definitely, yeah. He was in the championship game. Uh he acquired, didn't he acquire DJ in the offseason? Yeah. Did he have and, him? Uh, no, he had DJ and Kittle. Yeah, and traded he traded both. him away. That's yes. right. Yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, see, I don't know about that philosophy. He was in the championship game. I don't think he was one of the top two teams, personally. Um, I understand, like, wanting to make some moves, uh, trying to better your team. But, yeah, if, his team's looking a little, a little rough right now. I don't know about tanking, you know, just cashing out $300 for the year and just, you know, hoping to get one of the first, you know, couple picks next year. Yeah, how I feel about it is uh, there's nothing wrong with tanking if you want to rebuild your team. But the way Panda did it by trading away his two of his top three players, I would have kept them, got rid of all my rest of the players, and then start building for the future. Because right. when you had Kittle, one of the best 
young starting tight ends. It, it's just a huge cornerstone. He's a top three tight end in fantasy football. Like, how do you get rid of him? In his and second I feel like, season. Yeah, right. I feel like he's going to stay a top three tight end for years to come. Yeah. Uh, just like Saquon. Yeah, he still has Saquon, thankfully. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm not the type of player that will tank by design. Um, if you guys have seen me. Uh, you know, I, I rebuilt my other dynasty team by trading away a lot of bench players, a lot of players that I would package together and just try to get some type of value because I knew they weren't going to be the difference between me winning a championship. Right. So to me, I'm with cheese. I would have tried to keep my best players, my blue chips, trade, trade everyone else, trade away the Alshon Jeffries or whoever was the wide receivers at that time. And, you know, keep those blue chip guys and see where the chips land. Because next year, I think they're going to be a ton of running backs. And, you know, maybe the first five picks are all going to get blessed. So maybe he could have kept Kittle and still been on that bottom five. But I would never try to tank by design. That's just not the type of player I am. Got to keep that diamond rating up, you know? That's right, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a playoff team. I mean, just, I don't know. I don't right. understand <laughs> just blowing up the squad like that. Just... It's not even hype. a playoff team. It's second last year. That's yeah. what I'm like, saying. Like... But he was definitely, I think he was a lock for the playoffs in this following season, or this upcoming season. So. I could kind of see his mindset being like, oh, I just got cashed out $1,200. That pays for four seasons. Like, I'm about to tank for these next few seasons and just beast out after that. Oh, I have no idea what the thought process was. But, man, I could tell you he has this sick-ass black and red Kittle jersey. That he should give to Zini now. <laughs> All right, next question. Guru wants to know, if Le'Veon Bell goes down, who's the RB to have in New York? Jets. None of them. None. None of them. Avoid them. I think I would go McGuire on the wire. Like, had, you know, if, if uh, Le'Veon go down and McGuire's out there, I would take a shot at him for some fab, but... Yeah, I'm not going to be drafting Le'Veon Bell's handcuff. What I don't like is Adam Gase on the Dolphins when he went to the Jets. We're, we're going to have to wait and see if a running back will get a huge workload like Le'Veon Bell and how good this Jets offense can be with all these new pieces. Because if the Jets offense is good, then you will want that running back. But at the moment, I'm not feeling the Jets offense. And at the moment... If it's Le'Veon Bell should get a lot of work, but I don't know how effective he'll be this season. What's the next question? Next question. <laughs> Guru <laughs> wants to know, should we get Sharky's last place t-shirt made out of rubber bands? Because Panda will most likely be wearing it next year. Ooh. So he's saying he needs rubber bands to hold it together. <laughs> I think Panda's going to have himself a little crop top. Man. What do you guys think? <laughs> we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But, hey, first things first, Kamish, we need you to rock that shirt, man. Yeah. Let's go to Dolores Park and have a good time. Make it fun. doesn't have to be a bad thing. All right. But that, that wraps it up for the show. Any last words, fellas? Yeah. Panda, we could buy you a shirt if you're last. It's all right. It's only like 20 bucks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Joel. I'm sure he'll... Uh, what size do we, what we'll, size we'll do we Venmo order? you, Joel. Joel, send us the Venmo in the chat. Everyone will Venmo you $2 to get your money back for the shirt. And let's make this thing happen. 
Yeah, that's what we did. We we started that two dollar movement, and Joel said, "Fuck two dollars. Here's fifteen. Hey. He said, "I'm blessed financially." <laughs> said thanks, and uh, wow. yeah, yeah, that's about it. But uh, another great show, fellas. Brian, welcome to the pod. It's gonna be, you know, nothing but uh, practice from here on out. We're just gonna keep getting better and better. That's how we do. Shark Tank Dynasty out, out, peace. <laughs>